Hi, everyone. So I wanted to say thank you very much to my one subscriber. You really made my day and it means a lot. So thank you. Um, and if anybody else wants to head over, I posted a picture of myself. Um, I'm wearing a leprechaun hat, but it's me, you know, just in case you wanted to see um and to entice you over so i swear like some things just don't change um if you've been following along then you might remember me talking about janice and nadine janice is early 70s um nadine is late 50s they're sisters janice lives next door to us um nadine lives down the street um at the end of the street, at the corner, my mouth is a little bit dry, so, like, I'm trying to talk away from the phone, I, so sorry how for however this sounds, but I don't want to be, like, gross in your ear. Really sorry. Um, but anyways, so I don't know if anybody else does this, um, but with Janice and Nadine, like, we exchange Christmas presents every year, and the first few years Alicia and I lived here, um, like one year we did it on Christmas Eve, one year it was like Christmas Day, and then like the last several years, it's been like March. <laughs> um, like I just don't like doing it. I like them, but I don't like doing the socializing. I just, I don't like it. So anyways, like this was earlier than... It usually is because we did it yesterday. We exchanged our Christmas presents that we got them. Um, I know it sounds weird because like we live right next door, but we were supposed to do it a couple of weeks ago and then one of them got COVID. Um, and then like the other one, I think got it too or sick or something. So like we actually were going to do it earlier, but anyways, that's not the point. The point is, um, I like the way that we do it because typically we don't have to go over and open presents with each other because it seems ridiculous. Like it's March and you're going over to your neighbor's house in March opening Christmas presents from like three months ago. So what we usually do is like either us or them will drop ours off at, their, at the other's house and then we open them ourselves and just text a thank you. And, you know, I, I prefer it that way. Um, you know, and plus I've never really, uh, I don't like opening presents from, from, um, like I, I don't mind opening stuff in front of Alicia, but like, I don't know what I'm getting from somebody I don't see on a regular basis. So it's like, I want to make sure I have like, you know, not a bad reaction. I don't want to hurt their feelings, but anyways, so Alicia tells me about this the other night. She's like, I just got done texting Janice and Janice said that they're going to go shopping tomorrow. They have to get some stuff, but they'd like us to come over in the evening so we can do the Christmas presents. And my mood immediately changed. Um, do you guys know how that is? Like, I was in such a good mood. Um... I was keeping busy. I was listening to music. I was feeling productive and motivated. And then Alicia comes in and she's got that look on her face. And I don't know why, but I just, I knew it was a look that said that like, we're going to have to go over. And, but at least I had like a day to, to prepare for it. This, you know, you just, I had to prepare for it because I don't know how long we're going to be over there for. 
And plus, it's just socializing, which is not not my uh, forte. So, yeah, so my, my good mood kind of went away. And then I was just like, man, I hate socializing. Why do I have to do this? Like, and then I was thinking, like, why am I having thoughts about, like... Like, why am I complaining to myself about this? Like, they're our friends. Technically, they're like family. Um, Yet every time it comes to, like, spending time with them, I don't want to do it. And that's why I think my mom is autistic. Because she would do the same thing. She would, like, invite people over. And then the day would come where they would come over. And she would just be a bitch. And she would be like, I wish I didn't do this. I wish I didn't invite them over. You know, just, like... I don't know, like, last minute whatevers. I don't even know what I was just saying. Um, <laughs> sorry. Oh, fuck. I don't know where that was going. I'm just gonna have to get used to this, or not used to, th- you're gonna, you're gonna have to get used to this. You're probably already used to this. Um, anyways, I gotta move right along. So, you know, we went over around five o'clock yesterday, sometime around then, and it wasn't bad. Like, it's never bad when I get there. I do find when I get there. Um, you know, ex- until about, mm, I don't know, half an hour or so goes by, and all the presents have been opened, and all the thank yous have been said, and we've been catching up, and then, like, I never know, I just, I never ever know when to leave. Like, I often feel like I um I often feel like other people I don't know how I'm sorry, I don't know how to like say this properly. Uh like if I'm over there, I just get this feeling and it's probably not the right feeling that you know, it's about time to go and the other person kind of wants us to go but like they're not doing anything they're not indicating anything with like their facial expressions their body language they're not saying anything they're not being rude I just I get this sense like oh you know like maybe they want us to go and I can never tell if that's a real thing I'm picking up on or if it's just like my anxiety um does anybody know what this is or do you know what I'm talking about? It's the weirdest thing. Um, and then, so I sit there and I try to come up with like, okay, how can we leave? Um, cause I told Alicia, I was like, I'll get the ball going, but you have to put it in the hoop because you know, like when you try to leave a place, you get up and you get ready to go. And then they rope you into like 10 more minutes of conversation And then it's like you have to remind them that you wanted to leave. So that's what we did. But it's not fun sitting there trying to think of like, how can I leave? Is this a good time to leave? Um, Is like, you know, 40, 45 minutes like too short to be over here? You know, like whenever they, um, whenever we go over there, they always offer, do you want something to drink? Do you want a beer? Do you want a glass of wine? And I, we always say no. Alicia just says no. Like, she just is not a beverage person. Um, well, that sounded weird. Um, she just usually doesn't drink beverages at other people's houses. And I um, say no because, like, I feel like a drink is going to keep me there longer. Like, even if I have, like, a glass of water 
or something like it's gonna keep me there long like two minutes longer than I want to be so like you know I would rather just not have that drink because then I have to like go to the sink I don't know it's this whole thing I always say no to drinks unless the plan is to drink um now where am I so yeah we get through that we end up leaving no big deal and it's like this whole thing in my head that took over 24 hours to finally finish, you know, from the time that Alicia told me we were going to have to go till the time that we left, you know, it was like anxiety and it's, I just, I don't know what to do about this. So there's that. We are, we all know what that situation is like. We've all been there and done that. So today, Oh, wait, no, let me back up. Sorry, I knew I was missing something. Um, while we were there yesterday, Janice mentioned that she was interested in trying edibles. And I offered to um, bring some over, and she was receptive to that. So I told her that, like, today um, I would bring them over. And then, so today I put a goodie bag together. And so this is the thing. I was so excited to put this bag together um, because like I have like a fucking pharmacy of different things. And so I had little baggies. I was putting the gummies in. I was writing down like, you know, where I got them, what's in them, what's the milligrams, you know, what's the recommended dosage dosage to start off with. And there was several different kinds of stuff for her to try and they each had their own little baggies. I just enjoyed doing that. I don't know why it's so weird. It's just, you know, I'm giving my drugs away, but whatever you know, it was fun to do. And I was so excited to go over there. And I texted her, I was like, are you ready for your goodie bag? And I just went right over there. And we sat on the couch and I pulled everything out. And I just explained this one does this, this one does that. You know, if you take the whole one of this, you're probably gonna die. So don't you know, I'm just kidding. I mean, she's in her early 70s. And there's some potent stuff. So I was just like, you need to be careful. But you know, to me, it's pretty cool that somebody in their 70s wants to do some edibles. That's kind of fun. Like, I hope she likes them and then we can do edibles together because I would love to see Janice um, high. But isn't that so strange? Like, I didn't have to think twice about this. Like, I actually was going to leave last night to come next door to come here to get the stuff. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. Do it like, you know, another time, like tomorrow or another day. And... So that first scenario, not fun, didn't want to do it. And then the second scenario, it's about something that I'm familiar with and I like talking about and I had no problem going over there. And, you know, it's just so strange to be autistic sometimes. Um, <laughs> and so I would like you to stop listening to this if you don't want to hear anything immature. Well, I don't know. I, I'm a, I think I'm usually immature, but like for real. You should probably just click this off because I have a couple of things I wanted to say and, you know, they're not really that mature and I really kind of don't care, but I don't want to, you know, put anybody off. So I've talked on here about how, like, I'm very sensitive to, like, smells and, like, temperature changes and my typical reaction to these things is I get nauseous and then I want to barf and this has been a lifelong thing. Um... So yesterday, um, I don't know why I'm sharing this. I'm just, I'm sharing it. So maybe if you're having, I don't know, bad day or something, maybe this will make you laugh. I don't know. Um, so was this yesterday? Yeah. 
yeah, it was yesterday. So I'm sitting in her room. We were playing a card game. And when we got done with the game, um, she farted. And it was not, it smelled, I was like, what the fuck? So, uh, you know, I was leaving anyway. So I got up and I was gonna, I went into the kitchen cause I was gonna make some tea and she was following me and she's like, can I have a hug? And she was, you know, and I was like, yeah, sure. And so I go to, I give her a hug. And as soon as my face crosses the shoulder and now, like, if I look down, I can see her ass, like, it was just like a wall of fart smell. It just came over me because it was a fresh fucking fart. She literally farted and then like followed me and then I hugged her and it was still like there. And um, I was like, oh my God. And then I started dry heaving. I was like, oh, oh. She's like, what's the fuck? What's going on? What's going on? I was like, you stink, you stink. Oh. And then I could feel that, like, I was actually going to throw up. So I ran to the sink and I threw some chunks in there. Um, it felt so bad because she was walking away. <laughs> she went back to her room and opened up the door, the front door, to let some errand. And then she's like, what the fuck kind of a reaction is that? And I was like, are you serious? Like, that was, that was like, that was disgusting. And she's like, it was just lingering. And when I had come back into her room, it still smelled like fart. I was like, no, this is what lingering is because it's still in here. It originated here. What happened in the kitchen was not lingering. It was just like gassing me. And I ran, I just threw up. I don't know. I have like no control over these things sometimes. And you know, it's like all I have to do is smell it one time. It doesn't it doesn't matter if I hold my breath or what. Like I will still barf. I only need to smell it once and it's just in me. And it's so gross. And uh, I mean, I it's funny now, but it kind of I, I felt kind of bad for her. I was like, you know, you're not gross, don't worry. I just didn't want to smell that. And then, you know, it was reminding me of other times, like, I've randomly barfed. Um, I may have talked about some of these before. Like, we went to the first year that we moved here. Um, it was New Year's Eve, and we went to uh, this club called Rain Lounge. It was a gay club, and they were doing a drag show, and... Um, oh my God, like I hadn't been to a club in years. Alicia and I had never gone and, you know, done anything like that. So we went and then I drank, um, I didn't think I drank a lot. I usually like, you know, if I do, which I don't anymore, but like when I used to go out to clubs, when that was a thing, I would get a double, what was it? A Diet Coke and a double Malibu, you know, like a cheerleader drink. And so we were at the rain lounge and like, you know, it's getting closer to midnight and it is so loud in there. And so like when I'm ordering my drinks, um, the bartender keeps putting pineapple in there instead of the coconut. So it's like Diet Coke and pineapple. And, you know, the first time it was like, ooh, this is exotic. What an interesting mix. And then the second time, eh. And then basically like I was getting woozy. And we rain in the new year. And then Alicia's driving us home. She doesn't drink. She's driving us home and I was like, oh my God. And it's like two in the morning or something. 
And I was like, Alicia, like you have to pull over. She's like, there's nowhere to pull over. We can't just pull over here. Like on the, you know, and I was like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. And she's like, I can't pull over. So I rolled the window down and I just kind of barfed out the window and I watched it like trail away. It was the weirdest thing. And you know, a lot of it got on the side of her car. It was gross. I felt so bad for her. Um, and like some got in her car, like in her cup holders, like it just smelled like pineapple. And I didn't touch pineapple for a good five years after that. Like no pineapple to eat, no pineapple drinks, nothing. Um, it, but you know, like she was such a good wife that she, she cleaned her car the next day. She took it to the thing. She cleaned it out. She didn't make me do it. And you know, I was expecting to do it, but so that was, you know, it was a fun time. And then, um, I might have mentioned this before. This is kind of like, this is, I don't know. I'm just going to say it. Cause I'm just, I'm just going to say it and you can think what you want. Um, the very first time I performed a blow job, I threw up on the guy's dick. And that was the first and last blowjob I ever attempted. Um, and so, like, before I got married to a woman and I was having sex with dudes, the way I would, like, go about it is, like, in my 20s, you know, we would go out to clubs and stuff with friends. And then I was always down with, like, a one-night stand, like a hookup or whatever. I don't know what the fuck they're calling it these days, but, you know, because... There's no, like, foreplay involved or anything like that. It's just, like, you know, boom, boom, you're done. You know, like, that's the whole point of them. And because I, I wasn't, like, into serious relationships or anything like that. Um, and I definitely stuck to that plan after I threw up on that. Per oh, it was so embarrassing. Oh, my God. I ran. I just ran. I, it was just, it was not a good, it was not a good scene. And I just grabbed what I could and I ran and it was in the dorms and the dorms opened up to the outside. So it was not like the inside. So I had to, I'm like, I don't know what time of night it was. I was like fucking naked with whatever shit that I was able to grab real quick. I had like barf dribbling down my face and like my tit. It was just like so unattractive. And I, I found this like dark corner and it was cold, and I'm, like, trying to figure out what clothes did I bring with me? Did I have enough to make it to my dorm room, and, you know, not naked? Like, it was not a good night. I was so stupid in my 20s. Um, so, yeah, but, like, you know, when you're doing a blowjob, like, you have, like, I had to breathe through my, my nose. No, thank you. That was not, that was not good. And then another time, um, this was when Alicia and I were living in the dump. I've talked about that place before. Um, this is when we didn't know each other that well. And she didn't know I was like sensitive to like smells and stuff. And so we were being stupid and she's like, I'm going to buttercup you. And I didn't know what a buttercup was. And so she told me what it was and then she proceeded to like do it. I thought she was really doing it and I fell backward onto the couch and she just had her hand she's like putting it in my face and I'm like oh, oh, oh and I like could swear that I could smell butt or something and she's like I didn't do anything I didn't even touch it I didn't fart nothing 
And it was just the thought that like she fluttered on her hand and that was coming to my face. I know that sounds stupid, but it was like that's burned into my mind. Um, I don't know why. So we call it buttercup your butt face whenever we remember that fun little uh, time. Um, there was another time, this was also in my 20s, when I was, it was my first deployment. I did two. This was the first one and I was going to the desert. So we went from England to Germany and um, there were a few people that I was sitting with on the plane that were a good time and so like we drank and stuff and I was new to drinking um I just this was like around the time like I got deployed within one year of leaving home I was 19 years old and like in England like over in Europe the legal age to drink was like 16 um so like uh I remember drinking on the plane and then I had all this vodka and um, we were like 10 minutes out all of a sudden I'm cause I have an end, like an ILC. I just threw up. This had nothing to do with the smell. This is just booze. I threw up in the aisle and like, there's just throw up rolling, just kind of dribbling down the, you know, toward the back of the plane. Um, and it, I just kept oh, like, I swear it was like two minutes. I just, all the vodka was coming out of me. And I am so glad I did not get written up because you don't do that shit in the fucking military. Like it's all military on that plane. And um, thank goodness I didn't get in trouble. I don't remember much after that. Um, But yeah, so that was that. And then I didn't learn from that because the very next night we were at the hotel uh, restaurant in Germany and they were, you know, there's alcohol and I had just left home. I was a sheltered child and I wanted to do all the things. And do you think I stopped and thought about what alcohol would, you know, I didn't think like, oh, if I drink too much, you know, I could get sick. Like, God, I was just so sheltered. Like, I lived overseas in Japan. There was, like, so much that, like, I just didn't know. And so I started getting, like, oh, my God, I feel sick. And this one girl, her name was Jackie. She's like, oh, God, not again. Seriously? Um, And then she said something to the other guy. Like, I know we shouldn't have hung out with this kid or something because I think they were, like, in their 30s or something. And so she's like, come on. And she walks me back to my uh, room in the hotel and like I get like two doors down from mine and I just throw up all over the floor it's everywhere the walls the floor I remember a vase was covered in my barf because I drank too much at dinner so it wasn't just the liquid it was all of the things I ate coming up to that was not a good time also I didn't get in trouble for that so I don't know why luck was on my side um, yeah, so, like, I have plenty of stories about barfing. That's not really something to brag about, but I don't know. I just felt like sharing that. Um, and, yeah. Okay, well, I just, you know, to be serious, though, I, like, this is, maybe I shouldn't say this after I just said all of that, but if there's anybody that didn't click off and you're still listening, Um, I really appreciate that you listen to this podcast. 
I have anxiety. See, I can't even talk. I have anxiety every time I do it. Um, I always wonder, like, do you know, do I sound like a dumbass? Um, but like, I'm not beating myself up too much about like how I think I come off on this. I don't know. It's very, it's, I have anxiety, but I think it's important that like more people on the spectrum do podcasts because our voices need to just be out there. People need to listen to us. People need to be able to relate. Um, I remember when I went like the first few months after finding out that I'm autistic, I listened to so many podcasts, like several podcasts. I binge them, um, from other autistic adults. And then I went to go, like, it was maybe after the fifth one, I was like, well, where's, where's more? Because like all of the ones that I was finding was for parents of autistic children. And there wasn't really a whole lot for like autistic adults. Like you really, I really had to search for podcasts by um, autistic people. So I don't know. I just think, you know, maybe do something if you feel like you can and get the word out so that people can just be, just treat us like humans. Cause that's what we are. But I wanted to say thank you for listening and for the emails when you answer my questions um and for like topic suggestions and um yeah it just really means a lot um especially like you know you go most of your life and you feel like the majority of people you encounter don't want to hear anything you have to say um and then you you know realize that there actually are people out there that do want to maybe hear what you have to say or whatever. So that's kind of a weird feeling, but, um, thank you and, um, goodbye.